Hey friends, I am so happy to bring you this conversation episode with my pastor, friend and mentor, and stand-in mom, Pastor Michelle Dunn. She has been influential in my life, and I know that you will be blessed by what she has to share in this conversation about how to quote-unquote do faith. In church, we're told to have faith. Awesome. And what exactly does that mean? If faith means to believe, then what am I believing and how do I just believe? This first half of the conversation focuses on the fact that the only work for God is believing in the one he sent, Jesus. That we can't strive or worry our way to faith, but learn to only believe what the word says, regardless of evidence to the contrary. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. There are so many nuggets of wisdom from Michelle in this conversation because she knows the word and it just flows out of her. I listed all the scripture in the show notes for you because there's a lot. Okay, I don't want to take any more time. Let's just get to the conversation. Oh, friends, I am so glad that you have chosen to listen to this episode of the Everyday Faith Podcast. I am here with my dear friend and pastor, Michelle Dunn. Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to be here with my dear friend, Tabitha, and with all of you. This is going to be really good. So this is in keeping with some of the topic of this whole season about combating fear with the word of God. And what we have to understand before we can even get into practicalities around that is that faith is the opposite of fear. And so we're going to be talking about what is faith, how do we do faith, and then how that automatically reduces fear. Amen. Yeah. So I was, I started to tell Michelle before and then I stopped myself because I was like, no, we have to save this conversation for the recording. But I was telling her that when I was young, so right after high school, this would be 20 years ago now, which is crazy. Um, How did that happen? My group of friends and I were really concerned with what is the will of God? What does he want for my life? What am I supposed to be doing with myself? And we were really focused on what are the things that I'm supposed to be doing in order to figure out my life and who I am Mm. as a believer and what I'm doing. Am I supposed to get married and have children? Am I supposed to go into the mission field? Am I supposed like, what are these things I'm supposed to do? And we weren't having conversations about faith. We weren't also talking about believing God. Mm -hmm. And that's so curious to me. And I'm always going to say it could have just been our own immaturity and youth that maybe Mm -hmm. wasn't hearing properly (laughs) very possibly (laughs) because i i find it hard to believe that all of the adults in our lives were not saying that yes (laughs) so we're just gonna leave that there that our prefrontal cortexes were not finished developing (laughs) (laughs) you know and plus that is the age when you're trying to figure your life out yes and you feel like this whole life is ahead of you and and so it really is about what you're going to be when you grow up, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. <laughs> in that age, which it should be, who am I in God, in Christ, and what does he have for me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, 
as we were preparing for this, there were some obvious scriptures that came to mind. Mm -hmm. We started in Hebrews 11, so we're just going to go there real quick. We know that in Hebrews 11, it's defined for us what faith is. Mm -hmm. So would you read it in yours? Let's do one through three. Okay. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Mm. So then in TPT it says, Now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Mm -hmm. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all mm -hmm. that is seen. Amen. So powerful in that version. Isn't it? It really is. And so... While I have compassion for little Tabitha and all of her stress and striving, if this concept had been the topic of discussion amongst all the youngins, mm -hmm. it would have really changed the stress level. Definitely. Because it wouldn't be you having to figure out your own life on your own, really, is mm -hmm. what it was. Yeah. Instead of really just pressing into the Lord. and He directs our steps. Mm -hmm. And he I am going to offer this up there that whether you are currently young mm -hmm. actually 20 something even a teenager mm -hmm. or whether you're in a place in your life where you are quote unquote young either in faith mm -hmm. or in discovering these new concepts of what faith really is so you could be any age absolutely and feeling this right now and the good news is that it doesn't take a decade to figure things out right <laughs> one word from God. <laughs> one word from God. <laughs> so then I wanted to go from here over to Hebrews 12. I'm so sorry. That's wrong. I want to go to 1133. Oh, yes. This one really stood out to me about what faith does when we, when we believe. Will you read it in yours? Okay. The New King James. Who through faith, we were talking about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all those mm. of old, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Mm. I'm going to read it in TPT. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith fastened onto the promises and pulled them into reality mm. it was faith that shut the mouth of lions and it goes on and on and i would always encourage you guys like go ahead right. and read the rest of it on your own but it's through faith's power they conquered amen that's amazing <clears throat> it truly is power faith is not this thing out there in the that we don't know what it is it's power faith is god's power inside of you that same power that raised Jesus' body from the grave mm. lives in us. That's the power of faith, power of the Holy Spirit in us, mm. power of the word. Mm -hmm. 
But it's, it's amazing. And what it said in there about brings the promises, right? However, mm-hmm. how that it said. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> their faith fastened onto their promises <laughs> and pulled them into reality. Yes, because mine says obtained the promises. And that just you know amplifies it so amazing. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's actually happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Obtaining is you grab hold and you take it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it does. Faith does. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And grabbing hold is what we need to do as Christians. Grabbing hold of the mm-hmm. promises and what the word says and, and taking it to ourselves for our own because Jesus died to give them to us. Mm-hmm. They're ours. Like one of your favorites, the second Peter mm-hmm. one, three and four. Mm-hmm. I don't his, have it on the tip of my His tongue. divine power has given us everything we need mm-hmm. for life and for godliness through our knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and goodness. And, and through these, which is his glory and goodness, he's given us his very great and precious promises so mm-hmm. that through those promises we can participate in his divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Mm. Oh, love that scripture. It's so, it's just, <laughs> it's everything. It has it all. It says it all. It summarizes and it's through the promises. Mm-hmm. And there does seem to be this disconnect sometimes between, and I'm sure you've heard people talk about this. Yes, my promises from the Lord. Understanding that we get to believe that those promises are ours. Right. <laughs> There is a disconnect. It's true. Yeah. And then there's the disconnect that people are afraid they're being self-centered when they're trying to take hold of the promises that Jesus mm. died to give us. Yeah. And that, I think, goes with the topic of fear. You're saying Because yes, there's a fear so right. that I'm being, you know, greedy or thinking about only myself when Jesus gave us these things. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a slap in the face when we don't pursue and receive everything he's given us mm-hmm. by his blood. Yes, and something that I was just learning last week in Matthew, Jesus says following him will create division mm-hmm. within families. Right. And that feels so contrary yeah. to what everything else Jesus says. <laughs> right, it's true. But there's a couple of, first thing is that in the Bible, whenever it says, because it's not our culture and it's not English language originally, Love and hate means first place, second place, right? Not first place, last place, right? Or hate, yeah, that's right. And so it's um, that like Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. It doesn't mean he hated Esau. It means Esau was second place, right? And so in this context, Matthew, when it's saying that you have to love me and hate your parents, what he's saying is, no, Mm -hmm. I get first place and they get second place, absolutely, because we cannot contradict the command to honor our parents. Right. So it, it but <laughs> so what I was thinking within together. that is, oh my goodness. So here it is right here. Jesus is teaching us that when we put him first, when we seek first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and all his righteousness, all these things are added to us. Because when I am loving him first, I now properly love everybody oh, else. So true. And so when we stand firm in his promises, then we are able to properly engage with life and the world mm-hmm. in the way that we should be. Like you always say, it makes you the youiest you. The youiest you. And which I have is who to you're give, supposed to be. <laughs> guys, I have to give credit to my sister Zoe for that one. <laughs> I totally so stole it from her. <laughs> Good job, Zoe. <laughs> I know. She's so great. <laughs> then as we look at this, it comes down to, do I believe what Jesus said? John 6, 29. Mm-hmm. The work is to believe Jesus. Amen. How do I know what Jesus said? By being in the word. Right. Amen. 
So like, so that's our, that's our work. <laughs> it's so true. And you know, the funny thing is, I mean, the awesome thing about that scripture is right before they're saying, what do we do to perform yeah. the works of God? Oh that's 22 year old Tabitha. Yeah. What do we do to perform the works of God? And he yes. said, your works are to believe in the one he sent. Yep. And that answers it right there. It's so helpful. And it's so simple. It's so it would simplify everyone's lives. So much if we would just believe in Jesus and get in his word mm -hmm. and follow after his principles, learn to walk in love, and absolutely pursue his promises, live in them really good. All right, let's let's hop over to Romans 3 for a moment. All right, gosh, yeah, it's so funny you say that that right before that they were saying, What is what is the yeah. effort that I can do exactly for this? That just brings to mind so many things at different times in my life. And it, you know, when I was younger, it was very overt striving. Mm -hmm. And then as I've gotten older, that same striving looks a little different, but it's still strivey. Yeah. It's and, not, you got to be good enough or something. Yes. And Perform I'm learning well enough. how to listen to the Holy Spirit about when I'm doing things as an effort mm -hmm. to, to be in faith rather than just believing it's good and that's been really powerful because none of this we know that none of this is possible without the holy spirit well absolutely absolutely i mean that's romans 8 and you know and I, I think it was at bible study on monday when we were talking about if it's pressure and striving mm -hmm. and pushing and driving it's mm -hmm. not the holy spirit yeah He's gentle and loving and gently leads you mm -hmm. and says this is the way walk in it and shows you the path and it's so gentle and loving. He is mm -hmm. so gentle and loving. And that's such a good way to differentiate mm -hmm. the pressure of the devil or yourself or the world mm -hmm. versus the Lord's leading. It's yeah. peaceful. Peaceful. He and it also us. gives you permission to set appropriate boundaries with other people in your life. That's true. But yeah. you have the right to protect your heart. And that's so, so freeing. Right. Because he says, my peace, I... Give to you my peace. I leave with you, not as the world gives do I give to you. That's and right. it's so powerful because God, God's peace is not fragile. But the world, you might have this kind of a peace and that can be broken so easily if you're not in his peace mm -hmm. by what you're just saying. You lose your peace right away mm -hmm. if it's just the world's peace too, you know, and, and if you're depending on a good feeling and stuff. But you have to dig down into your foundation which causes you to say, no, I don't receive that because I'm staying here in right. the true peace that Jesus gave that's not fragile. It's my foundation. And he leads me by this peace and he protects me yes. in this peace. And so that's what you're saying. That's what yeah. you're doing when you protect your heart. you got to protect your peace. Mm -hmm. It's all your joy, your love, the fruit that's in there that's always there. Yes. It's the fruit of the Spirit's always there. And we have to reach in and grab hold of that and not all this other stuff that's coming through our mind or body language or whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. there's pressure. That's so good. Yeah. I love that, that his peace is not fragile because right. my self-invented peace is very fragile. Yes. And that I don't <laughs> have to rely on my peace, that yeah. I get to just choose to be in his peace. So mm -hmm. even, even when it feels like because I hear this so much and I've experienced it it feels like peace is fragile mm -hmm. it's because I am doing peace on my own right but if I mm -hmm. want to have real peace 
it means just choosing and declaring and deciding, no, I am in his peace. That's right. And every time an attack on that comes, just reminding myself and reminding the enemy, but mostly reminding myself, Mm -hmm. nope, I am in his peace and it's not fragile. Amen. That is what is true. Do you remember, I think it would have been more than a year ago, one of the women in our church, Danielle, who's actually Michelle's daughter, Mm -hmm. she taught on collecting your five smooth stones Mm -hmm. like David did when he fought Goliath. And she said, you need five smooth stones. You need to get five verses that speak to your giant and say them every day. And she was like, now, obviously, guys, it doesn't have to be five. This is a story. (laughs) So you do you. You have 25, you have one, whatever. But just that concept of having your smooth stones Mm -hmm. in your pocket ready to take out that giant when it comes when he comes yelling at you and i just that has stuck with me always i loved that that was really good Mm -hmm. and it's very powerful for what we're saying right now Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what you said you do you dig down you say no this is i'm not going to live in my fragile piece that i've invented that's my smooth stone yes that's one of my big ones right is that piece that passes understanding that you can have in the midst of things of a giant coming at you Mm-hmm. You have in the midst of it and you hold on to it. And you just like Jesus sleeping in the boat when there's a storm. I know. <laughs> Paul doesn't sleep in prison. Yes. <laughs> or praising. Yeah. So that's really good. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and you know what you were saying too? It, it, it's not the people that are putting the pressure mm-hmm. on you so often. Mm-hmm. Someone can walk by and you're just having a lovely time in the word and all of a sudden you tell yourself, I should be doing something and cleaning mm-hmm. this. I should be. <laughs> And start shooting yourself all over the place. Oh, my I should. Don't shoot me. Oh, that's so true, though. Because it's us. We I do it. I, guys, I do it. I deal with that every day. Yeah. Oh, me too. Because if it's morning and I'm in the Word, I have this self-pressure of like, okay, you need to stay on schedule so that you can do the yoga and walk the dog and be ready and actually work on some things today yeah. and not be late for your other appointments. But then if it's nighttime and I'm doing the word, there's this little pressure of like, you need to sleep. It is 1230. Go to bed. That could be the Holy Spirit there. <laughs> I know. It could be the Holy Spirit there. But what I should say is that it happens earlier in the evening. Of There's this pressure. Like, yes. you better hurry up and get into what you, your evening routine oh. or you're not going to have the time because then I know I stay up late. Um, and it's just been so interesting <laughs> to watch this push-pull between yeah. habits that I've set up that are for my benefit and self-condemnation. That's so true. What is that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's called... Life? <laughs> it is called life. As a human? <laughs> a couple days ago, you said, if the Holy Spirit is telling you to spend four hours in the Word this morning, then that is the most important thing that yeah. you need to do this morning. Right. That was really helpful. It is. You know, I just think of Mary. You know, Martha's mm. like, she's not helping. And she says she's chose chosen the best thing, the most important thing. Because mm-hmm. she was sitting at his feet. Mm-hmm. And I know you can't just sit at his feet all the time in that way, sit in your chair and read read the word all day when we have responsibilities and you're raising children. That, oh, gosh. that wouldn't work really well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like the one word from God and what yeah. John says, my husband. When you read the word and you listen to the voice of the Lord and he pierces you in the heart, mm. 
And you could take that scripture, whatever that thing that he just shows you, it could take 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you've got so much that you can meditate on at his feet all day while you're caring for your children or doing the things you need to do. Mm. You're still sitting at his feet on that word. Yeah. That's good, huh? That's what meditation is, isn't it? Yes. Because you've, this is something that I've, I've enjoyed saying, is you tuck it into your heart pocket. I love that, yeah. And you take it with you throughout your day. Yes. And we all know when we'll hear something that really gets us, it almost becomes an intention that we've set. Yeah. Because there's usually something about it that speaks to a mindset that we have mm-hmm. or is challenging a value that we hold, and that's why it gets us. That's basically what it's triggering in your mind is, oh, I want to think about that. Yeah. Because it caught your heart. It caught your spirit. And so you inevitably think about it throughout the day. Right. I was taught one time that the only way that you're going to experience real transformation is through value shift. And the only way that you're going to experience real value shift is through examination with the Holy Spirit without judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you are examining yourself and your ways with condemnation, you're going to be hitting your head against a brick wall constantly. But if you allow the <laughs> Holy good. Spirit to guide you through these transforming value shifts, thought shifts, mm-hmm. without condemnation, then there's freedom in repentance and a genuine change. That's really powerful. It's so essential to us Amen. as humans. And it is one of the nastiest weapons of the enemy. Absolutely. Is condemnation. And that's a whole different topic. But guys, it's real. It's true. And, yeah. and that's why getting that word from God that you think on all day, it, it also brings the Holy Spirit. He'll just mm. start to bring it to your remembrance and bring it to your remembrance. Mm-hmm. Any word you read that day brings it to your remembrance. Mm-hmm. That's how he helps us to keep our mind focused and our thoughts on him. That's he right. does it. In the, oh, so especially good. in a moment when you're feeling like getting stressed or feeling like getting condemned, he brings it up. He'll mm-hmm. bring up those scriptures and you just settle back into your peace. That's what we have to do consistently. Yeah. Which is part of renewing the mind and part of, back to the subject of staying in faith. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, we have to stay in faith, which is being in Christ, in his word, and believing it. Mm-hmm. And if we believe that we have his peace and his joy and his love, if we truly believe it, then we are going to settle back into those fruit that is who we are now spiritually. Mm. We are. We have God's love. We have his peace. We have his joy. We have his faith. Amen. We have his faith. His faith. The God kind of faith. That's wow. what we have because Holy Spirit's in us. Wow. So Isn't that mind-blowing? It is. <laughs> that it is not my faith, actually, that I am relying on. Mm-hmm. It's that he has put his faith into me. Amen. I possess God's faith. Amen. What? That's yeah, so powerful. And it also takes some of the pressure off. Because I'm no longer having to just conjure up this thing that I am not even sure what it is. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) I just say, no, I have this faith. And it is also absolutely essential, once again, that we rely on the Holy Spirit, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Continually renewed by the Holy Spirit. 
because he is the one who gives us faith. He is the one who empowers our faith. There is nothing that happens in our relationship with Jesus that has not started with the Holy Spirit. From that first moment that we chose to just believe that Jesus loves us and died for us and was raised from the dead, that was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Amen. He draws us. He drew us to himself by the Spirit. Spirit draws. Mm. I like to pray that for people. Mm. I say, thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're drawing this person unto yourself. I thank you because your word says you draw them. Mm-hmm. And he loves everybody just yes. the same as he loves us. Yes. Just the same as the Father loved Jesus. So he wants everybody to be drawn. And he's always drawing us. Yeah. Knocking on the door like mm. John was teaching. Yeah. And we have to have our eyes and our ears open to hear the voice of the Lord and then that he comes in and as we open to him open our hearts to him open our faith believe because we know that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith so we come and sit at his feet and we know that his faith then starts to transform us we know that and then when we sit in his presence and feast on all of his word he'll come in and feast with us oh yeah because his word is the most amazing feast you can ever partake of yes in every era for your healing for your provision for your protection for your joy and your peace and your love and for your future for eternity what a feast wow and it's unlimited and it never goes away or runs dry it's never done yes there's always more Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> more and more and more. And that's why we are not selfish right. in standing in the promises that Jesus has given to Absolutely. us. Because if you <laughs> think that you're being selfish, it means that we also believe that there is a limit. That is right. To the riches oh. in heaven. And there is There's no limit. Not. Um, and we're also believing there's a lim- we're limiting God. Yes. Ooh, don't do I, that. Yeah, I don't want to put too much on God just for this little thing. You mm-hmm. know, my sore finger. My toe. (laughs) He cares about it all. All of it. And we don't limit God. Mm -hmm. We have to switch. It's that perception change. Mm, You know, where you you see it differently. You see it that God is never withholding. And he never expects us to not ask. He always wants us to ask. He wants us to receive his fullness. Yes. We have to see it that way. Receive his fullness. Everything he has for us. That's what God wants. That's his heart. That's why Jesus died for us. Why else would he send his only begotten son? Amen. Yes. So I do want to interject here that there, after these episodes with Michelle, there are a few conversations with Teresa Hoffman about getting into God's presence. Good. All of the... All of the days of your life and Amen. why it's essential, what fun. happens, why it's lovely. And that's really the foundation of her ministry. The joy, the peace, the fulfilling that comes from his presence. Amen. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear that too because you're going to really get stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it brings it all together, you know, because being in faith and believing God brings you into his presence. Mm-hmm. You know, when you truly believe his word, mm-hmm. you oh, believe you him. believe his word. Then you're going you're gonna to know him. You have to know he's given us everything we need. And it's through our knowledge mm. of him. Mm-hmm. And this is intimate knowledge. This isn't head knowledge. 
That's intimate so important. Of okay, God. guys, did you catch that? This isn't head knowledge. Yeah. This is this is spirit self knowledge. Right. This is you know when you know it in your knower, guys. Right. Like when you feel what I call the swellies in your spirit. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's not. Oh, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to wrap my mind around this. No, True. the Holy Spirit is going to get into the the DNA of your spirit and help your spirit to know it. Right. And then because you can't separate the three parts of our being, <clears throat> no. it trickles into all of the parts of right. who we are. Our mind starts to know it and yep. changes. We think different. It heals we your synapses. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? It heals your body. Yes. Because of the healing of your spirit. Oh. So true. That's why the world is so sick because they don't have a knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't receive. And even Christians, they don't believe everything in the Word. Mm-hmm. We want the fullness of God. But not everyone believes the same. Not everyone believes that you can be healed right. or He wants you to heal. They think you can be, right? Mm-hmm. I know God can heal me. Oh, yes. It's a big one. <laughs> But I don't know if it's his will to heal me. And it says it right in the word that it's his will to heal. He already healed us by Jesus' stripes. And that's where we apply faith in all these areas. But healing is a very visible one to look at Mm -hmm. because people give up on their healing if they don't see it right away. Mm -hmm. When it takes faith just standing on that word and believing you've received it before you ever see it. Yep. Now, that's hard for people. It's hard for everyone. Oh, so by the time you are listening to this, there will be a live Bible study on the Everyday Faith Ministries Instagram page that is my testimony of physical healing. Awesome. I'm going to be sharing that. And it's so important because I did not believe truly in physical healing. I knew that God could heal, like Michelle just said. I would have said that all day, any day. Mm -hmm. Of course God can heal. But if I got really honest in my heart of hearts and the depth of who I was, Mm -hmm. I didn't actually believe it. So I was asking my experience with faith (laughs) to change faith rather than asking true faith to change me. Right. And... I'm in no condemnation over that because that's what happened. That was. And now here I am. But I experienced a long-term healing over the course of years Mm -hmm. that was through the wisdom of the Lord in changing my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. basically based in stress and fear and having to give it over to him because that stress and that fear manifesting in my body created gnarly autoimmune disorder. Wow. And so it had to be through giving it to him through his healing of my spirit, my emotions, Mm. and my mind that my physical body was able to heal. I've experienced a, um, like what I call a mid-range healing Mm -hmm. where there was healing in a moment and then I had to fight for it other times Mm -hmm. and declare what was true. And I said, nope, symptoms, you are not allowed to come back. And then I've actually also experienced an instant healing Mm -hmm. in a tendon right before a performance. Praise the Lord. So I've experienced all three of those different types, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful. And one of them happened way before I even realized that I was being healed. Like, right. it was just happening. And so I'm really excited to share that with you guys. And I will put a link to that in the show notes so that you can go listen to that. And if you are someone who's also skeptical about physical healing, I really encourage you to go listen to that because 
there is no limit to what God wants to do for us. And you cannot separate the three parts of our being while we are here on earth. Right. You cannot. It is absolutely essential. So that was a really long way of telling you guys that I hope you'll go listen to it. No, uh, that, well, that was so powerful. That's what people do is they change their belief system because of their experiences. When you always should ask the Holy Spirit, your word says that by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. Mm -hmm. How do I appropriate that into my physical issue right now? Mm -hmm. Your word is true. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can only speak the truth. So how do I make that real to me? Mm. And we ask the Holy Spirit wow. to show us That's how to stand. That's a powerful prayer. Yes, you know, because it's... Make it real to me, Holy yeah, Spirit. And know wow. how to... We're the ones. I never say... God's word doesn't work. I never say God didn't do it for me. I say, Lord, show me where I'm missing it or where I'm, my understanding is not clear in this on how mm. to receive my healing that you already paid for. <gasps> it's already there waiting for me. Oh, that's yeah. good. Show me where I can change. Show me where I can see what's true. That's yeah. so powerful. Amen. Because it's, it's never the Lord that's withholding. I mean, I know his, there's timing involved in some things, mm -hmm. but they make an excuse like they're waiting on the Lord mm -hmm. all the time right. to do it for them. When I say, Lord, show me, mm -hmm. what am I missing? Right. When we're believing for our own physical body, he's going to show us maybe, like you said, that long-term healing, diet changes, lifestyle changes. Yep. He's going to show us confession changes, yep. the things we're seeing out of our mouths oh, because absolutely. death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if you love to talk, you're going to eat the fruit of it, whether life seed or death seed. Amen. So he's going to teach you, and he'll show you how to receive that healing but it always takes standing on what the word says and not always. what the symptoms say and what the world says and what the devil's whispering that, oh, you're not going to be healed. You're going to die, right? He always puts fear in there. Yep. You have to go back to the word and say, this is what the word says. This is what is true. Yep. And this is where I base my faith and this is where I stand. Mm -hmm. Because going back to the word peace, that actually means wholeness. Absolutely. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And so if we know that we are a three-part being because we are created <laughs> in his image, that means that all three parts of ourselves are whole, complete, Amen. our kingdom, our domain. So it's your household. It's uh -huh. everything that belongs to you. Your house, your family, your finances, your, your pets, physical even, body, yeah. your pets. Guys, maybe I should do a whole live Bible study testimony on the healing that I have experienced just with my dog. <laughs> Good news, that was just the first half, because let's be real, it was awesome. The second half of the conversation is up right after this, so you can press next, or you can check out the show notes, find all of our scripture, and do a little digging of your own. Because friends, let me tell you what, I am so blessed to be under the teaching of Pastors John and Michelle Dunn. It has changed my faith forever. So thanks for listening, and see you in the next episode.